0: Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, a.k.a. MFKS Radio on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are currently icicles. The Garbage
1: Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the
0: things that you love. Did you do it freehand, too?
2: Yeah. (gasps)
0: Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I struggle. (laughs) You did fine. No one needs to know that was take 87.
0: <laughs> um, I want you to know, and we had a brief, not so brief um, conversation before we started recording tonight, that I'm a fucking genius, Megan, because guess where I'm recording from? Where? My bed. Yes. <laughs> That's good. I'm legit tucked in. <laughs> Everything is perfect. And you know why? Hmm. It's cause it's a billion fucking degrees centigrade negative right now.
1: It's so bad. So this morning, as I was driving to work and I drive, you know, half of the day every day. <laughs> um I uh left my house when I got out to the street outside. Um the thermometer of my car said mine is twenty nine.
2: Which is cold
1: Inside my garage it was minus 12 So it was cold
0: That's, yeah, that's rough for your garage to be that cold too
1: But like my car started real well Because it was only minus 12 <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, So it was great right. um, <laughs> uh, I was like yesterday after work When uh, it was a bit of a struggle um, when, By the time I got to the Hyundai and like about Highway 14 It was like minus 35
2: uh, was, was it windy? I
1: mean, uh, a little bit, yeah and, but, like, you know, driving outside the city, obviously, it's going to be a little bit different. But yeah. By the time I got to work, it was, well, when I got off the Hyundai to come south back into the city, uh, it was minus 38. Fuck. <laughs>
2: Good
0: God. Yeah.
1: And then when I got to school, which is about 10 minutes from the Hyundai, uh, it was, like, yeah. minus 31. Because, getting again, getting back into back the city. Back into the city.
0: And, you're going to hold yeah. some more warmth. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but uh, when I left work, I walked out with uh, one of my buddies, and we had left yesterday at the same time on purpose. I had asked him, I was like, hey, when are you leaving? And he's like, I don't know, half an hour? I said, okay, I'll wait. And he looks at me, and I was like, what if my car doesn't start? And he was like, oh, good point. (laughs)
0: Yeah, or like each other's.
1: Yeah, ultimately, right? So we left at the same time again today, and it was like demonstrably warmer, because it was like minus 22.
0: Oh my god.
1: It it felt balmy and I was like, I do not like living in a world where minus 22 is
2: warm.
0: I know. Isn't that the wildest thing about Celsius, though, is like a 10 degree difference from day to day is earth shatteringly different.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: So bizarre.
1: So it's supposed to be like minus 12 or something by like Sunday.
0: Oh, what a dream. What a treat. It's like t-shirt weather. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) <laughs> Don't do that.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I won't. But it'll be like, you know, I won't feel like I'll be able to take my garbage out to the garbage hut without putting on my parka. <laughs>
0: to the garbage hut? Megan, it's our new restaurant. The <laughs> <laughs> garbage hut. Oh, my God.
1: Like on Saturday, it was so cold. I had to take some garbage out because I had lots because um, I'd been avoiding it. And I had to put my jacket on and put my mitts on. And then it was so cold, I was like, I'm just going to put the garbage in the car and drive it over. Which you know where the garbage hut is. It is not far. It is
0: not that far. It's like how far
1: mine is. (laughs) But I was like, you know what? Since I've made the effort, I'm just going to go drop this thing off at mom and dad's and go get some groceries so I don't have to leave again until Monday morning. Which was a very smart thing to
0: do. 100%. Yeah, it was good. Oh, God, garbage hut. I made myself cry. Um,
1: So, in the spirit of the cold weather, and this is because, this is one of Amanda's questions. Yes. Was, what do you do, um, like, how do you, what do you do when it's so cold? How do you survive this, the cold weather? Um, And I'm going to make a little bit of fun of her, Amanda, I apologize, because your question, when I was talking to her the other night, it made me laugh really hard. We were talking about the cold or whatever, and she wanted to know if we still had to go to work, even though it was this cold. And I was like, um... Yes, school is never shut down. The school is always open in the city, always. It doesn't matter how cold or how shitty the weather, the school is just always open.
0: Yeah. Did you ever, when you were a kid, have, like, the equivalent of a school shutdown or a snow day that wasn't, like, a strike? No. We had one in my whole, uh, like, young school. God, I've been out of the game for a while. What's, what's school K-12 to called? Like, yeah. Know. T- fucking school i don't know yeah
1: it is it's like yeah because there's like <laughs> primary school and then there's like secondary school it's elementary fucking school, school.
0: Okay. yeah fucking school. You're good and um it came i think oh no it was our grade 12 year i'm pretty sure and it only happened because it snowed i think it was even in like may or something like that it snowed like two fucking feet in red deer yeah and there was no power that
1: okay i was gonna say I believe it was. What year did you graduate from high school? Uh, 07. Okay, so it would have been when I was teaching, um, maybe at Harry and Lee? I don't know. It was, I want to say it was like 2009, maybe? No. Nope. Okay. 2010, 11? I don't, somewhere in there. The, we had the same thing in May. And I don't know if you've ever been to Harry and Lee, but there's no windows. Mm hmm. And so it snowed like probably mm, 18, 20 inches, like overnight. And it was that like wet, gross snow, and it wasn't cold, but there was just so much snow it didn't melt right away. Yeah. And it knocked out the power lines. But because there's no windows in the building,
2: yeah, we you couldn't have any anything. kids
1: because. Um, it's also we a safety concern. Any kids' safety concerns, except it was also the first day of IB exams.
2: <gasps>
1: and so the only windows in that school are in the skylights in the big long hallways. So it was like this quick, like super quick change. Um, to set up the desks in the hallways,
0: so wow. that the kids could still
1: write their English paper one because they had to. Yeah,
0: you can't do it any other day. Can't There's do like it any no other day or any other time. Thing taken. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah so, um, but I remember <gasps> I had a I had a prep. Um, it must have been I guess it had to have been my last year there because I had um, every other morning I didn't have any classes because I had like my regular prep and then a prep for doing awards. Oh, so you gotcha. gave me like a whole morning so I got there at like 10 o'clock on this, on the one day and there was like children leaving the building and like it wasn't a break time or whatever and then I walked in and I was like what the fuck is happening uh, and then they told us in this staff meeting that we had in the cafeteria again which also had skylights that if the power wasn't back on by I want to say like it was like 10.50 or something like that um, we would be allowed to go home because there'd be, there's also no running water
0: Oh, my God.
1: But then the power came back on at, like, 1040, and I was like,
0: God damn it. (laughs) No way.
1: But it was nice, because they didn't make us do anything. Like, we just had time to get stuff marked and planned and prepped and
0: Because
2: there weren't any kids there.
1: There weren't any kids, and, you know, we just, we actually had, it was, like, the best unscheduled PD day I've ever had. Oh,
0: amazing. Because you actually got, I don't know, work done?
1: Yeah, and that is the only time. The only time in my like 13 years as a student in Edmonton Public Schools and then my 12 years now as a teacher that there has been a day where i haven't had to haven't had like regular functioning school because of weather. Yeah. So yeah, Amanda's question like made me laugh pretty hard.
0: Well, i think we also have It's just such a different climate, right? Cuz like over there you're so much affected by the ocean. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, we've never had fucking tropical depression sandy.
1: so it's No, like, absolutely.
0: absolutely. What do you... I don't even know how you would cope with that if suddenly, like, three quarters of your town was underwater. So, it's yeah. really different, obviously, but it's also, like, a cute way to think about Canada. It's just, like, when yeah. it... it it snows, everything stops. It's just, like, nothing ever stops, and it's hell, Amanda. <laughs> it's
1: hell. <laughs> well, like, remember last Christmas when it was so cold over Christmas?
2: Uh, yes. Like,
1: it was, like, unwieldy cold, I, but I remember, like, I went to, was going to pick up a friend on New Year's Eve from the airport, and I ended up having to borrow my dad's car because, like, my window, I went to the Starbucks, I went to the drive-thru, and my <laughs> window froze open. And it was like <laughs> minus thirty five. <laughs> I was like, oh fuck. So I like drove I drove to mom and dad's with my window open and like my toque on and my hood. Like it was probably not safe. But anyway, oh, I drove God. over there and parked my car in their garage. But their garage was so cold, it didn't help. And then so I took my car in on like the second of January. And they it just sat in the shop for a while and then the window worked fine. <laughs> like it was literally just frozen just open. Like there was warm nothing warm wrong with it. Um, but I remember, like, there was a point during that, like, cold spell where I was like, oh, fuck, I just gotta leave the house. Like, I'm gonna go to a movie or something. I just gotta get out of here.
0: Oh, God, I know. It's brutal. Like, especially on these days when you, like, it's dangerous to go outside. Like, it literally is dangerous to go outside. Yep. And that's so depressing. Ugh. So are we talking about, like... (sighs) What are we talking about here? Are we talking about, like, strategies to keep you sane when you have to stay inside? Or, like, this is what you need when you're outside to keep warm? Or these we can like- do both. Okay.
1: We can definitely do both. Like, I can start with the keeping warm.
0: Sure, go ahead.
1: I park my car in the garage every night. Mm-hmm. And even still, because of how cold it's been these last few days, I have, like, a three-in-one jacket... It's all zipped up, and it's, like, super warm. And I've also put on, like, an extra hoodie underneath, over top of whatever clothes that I wear to work or whatever, just to keep a little bit more warmth while I'm driving.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think, um, appropriate footwear is absolutely a must. Like, these days you cannot get by with ankle socks. Mm Mm-mm. You need long socks. You might need wool socks. I know not everybody's a fan, but I'm a big fan. I am a huge fan of the wool socks. And you cannot, cannot mistreat your feet in the cold.
1: Nope. I usually have an extra pair of socks at work. Oh, that's smart. Because my feet get really hot at work sometimes.
0: Well, yeah, you're, like, standing all day.
1: And there's nothing worse than putting, like hot, sweaty feet into boots that are then going outside into minus 30.
0: Oh, yeah, because that sweat will get yeah. cold. Really. So
1: I sometimes... I have an extra pair of socks at work. Then I sometimes just change my socks.
0: God, that's and fucking genius.
1: Put dry socks on.
0: Oh, my also God. Have, like, Imagine if people got, like, trench foot.
1: <laughs> from weather. just cold weather.
0: Gross.
1: <laughs> it's entirely possible, though. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I also, like... I have... I wear lots of wool mitts. Or it's my, like, glove of choice. Mm-hmm. But when it's this cold, I have, like, liners that go inside them. So then my finger, like, they're gloves, and then I put the mitts over top. So my hands are extra warm, too.
0: I think, too, with... Like, your outerwear, you have to have the layers, obviously, but you have to have layers that are purposeful like you need especially in like the minus 32 it's not just about the wool you need the wind resistance yes oh god it's not really about like um i don't think our winter clothes are much about like wicking water away as much as they are keeping every single element out yes and that's so crucial I was
1: in ireland that winter It was never that cold. It got down to, like, minus two a couple nights. Like, it was not cold. But the wind and the rain and, like, the humidity, like, it was just miserable for three and a half months. Like, it was awful.
0: Oh, for sure. I can imagine.
1: Because, like, it was just gross. And, like, and there's, you know, there's no insulation in buildings and stuff. So I was just cold, like, all the time until I figured out how to layer the stuff I had properly. Because I didn't want to spend money on, like, you know, anything else. So well, I figured yeah. out how to layer properly to, like, block the wind as best I could and then, you know, keep the moisture out and stuff. And I was like, okay, okay, I can survive this.
0: Yeah, and that's so, that's so, so crucial. I think, too, you really have to think about um, just being strategic about how much time you spend outside. hmm Like, you were just saying, I'm going to do this so that I don't have to go outside for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. And that's so crucial, because especially when it's fucking minus 38, as it was in Red Deer on Sunday when we left, shit, how fast does frostbite happen?
1: Like Oh, yeah, it doesn't take that long.
0: No, you gotta be so careful, and you have to be prepared. It's not just about planning, but even if you're going outside, like, just to walk the dog, like I'm doing, I have to wear all my layers. I have to.
1: I have snow pants in my car.
0: Oh I haven't had snow pants since I was a kid And fuck I miss snow pants That when you walk The last time I wore them I
1: went out And took pictures uh, out at Elk Island And it was like It was windy which is why I put them on It was only about minus 8 and like usually with um, Long johns and Sweats I'm usually good in that kind of weather
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, But it was just so windy That I was like no you know what if I just put the snow pants on I'll be fine Um, And then I had like all my upper layers but I didn't even have a Jacket on I just had, like, I don't know, three sleeve shirts and a hoodie and a vest. Like, I Mm -hmm. was good. Um, And then the snow pants, and I was plenty warm.
0: And it was what temperature?
1: It was about minus eight.
0: Oh, yeah, you're good then.
1: Um, But I have them in my car, and I also have, like, a long parka in my car, too, if I need it.
0: Yeah, I I realized that um, last year about the... Key advantage that having a coat that extends beyond like where your hips are is so much more of a heat uh, retainer than just like a ski jacket.
1: Well, and like when you're driving, just to have something to sit on
0: oh, for sure, yeah,
1: right, is nice. And so, like, instead of the car, yeah, like because my car seats are like partially leather, and so it's super, super cold. Um, and they're not heated, because I didn't pay for that, because I'm cheap. So, here we are. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, just having the jacket that, like, covers most of the car seat is really nice, because then it stays, it keeps my butt a little bit warmer. Mm-hmm. So crucial. Um, What else do I do? The cold. I have lip balm in every, every possible pocket. place there could be lip balm.
0: Yeah, and, like, oh my god, my skin is just an absolute fucking mess right now, how cold and dry it is. Yeah. And, like, I only go outside once a day for, I don't know, seven more minutes before my dog is like, eh, you know what, this was fucking crazy, we need to go back right now. <laughs> and it's still, like, cracking and peeling, it's just like, being yeah. moisturized is so crucial. Yep. Yeah. Um,
1: one of the things I find, and I don't know about you, because you know you guys now live in, like, a two-story place. Yeah. So do you find it harder... To regulate the temperatures between the two levels.
0: Oh, my God. I have no reason why, because I thought that heat rises. Yeah. And so I assumed the top level would be the warmest. Yeah. No.
1: No? It's oftentimes the coldest. See, I'm okay with that, because I can always put more blankets
2: on.
0: Yeah, and that's um, fine, because like, a cooler temperature at night is better Yeah. for you to sleep in. But it's still like... Yeah. Uh, and my furnace, I've been bitching about this to everyone I know, but my furnace loves to just uh, power off because it gets overloaded. So it takes these like three hour breaks where it oh, resets. And it just happens to do that multiple times on the coldest days of the year. That sounds awesome. I really but love it. I know, super great, but I realized that I can tell the, the furnace to fuck off by just flipping the breaker and making it start again.
1: Oh, that's not so bad then.
0: <laughs> but you, you gotta notice, because suddenly it's just like, oh my god, it's only 16 degrees in here. What the fuck just happened? Ugh. Um, so,
1: with my place, like you've been to my house before, my living room, it's not the best setup. And where my thermostat is, is in a terrible spot.
0: Where is it?
1: It's on the wall, like, just outside the bathroom downstairs. Okay. And so it's, like, this wide open space into the hallway, into, like, the hallway by the front door. And so it's not in a great spot for, like, temperature regulation.
2: Mm.
1: And so, like, I have my furnace right now, or my thermostat set to, like, 19, which for me is, like...
0: Very warm.
1: We're <laughs> very warm. And my furnace is on all the time, basically. And it's, like, struggling to stay at, like, about 17 and a half.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Just because of the setup. And it was so cold on the weekend that there was about, oh, two feet of frost up my patio door.
0: Oh, God. And there was so
1: much draft, I had to, like, put my thermo-rests up to, like, block the draft. And, uh-huh.
0: yeah, it was not great. It's brutal. Especially yeah. because, like, this is not... This is essentially the norm. And, yeah. like, all the fucking props to all those indigenous peoples who lived and flourished in this weather in the past like I cannot I cannot imagine but why have we not made better homes (laughs) why is this like the standard of like oh yeah there's there's a draft here I have to find something to do that or or why do we have so many fucking windows like our houses are so inefficient
1: they really are but at the same time, so Amanda, she sent me a picture, she like, because they had this huge temperature swing, um, the door jamb around her, like, garage door. Oh, sh- split. Yeah, she split. sent me that too. <laughs> and I was just like, oh man, that fucking sucks. But then I thought about it, and like, for the most part, I think, um, I think that like our houses are fairly well built, all things considered for that kind of stuff. Uh-huh right like we all have like our double paned or triple paned glass and you know and our i think our i think walls are probably a little bit thicker with a little bit more insulation in them and you know things like that the like higher R values and those sorts of things because like i don't really think about it i don't know i'm like not worried it, that my that my house is isn't gonna is ill-equipped keep me yeah right. i don't worry about those things
0: yeah that's fair
1: but basically when it's cold out uh stay home um, my mom, yesterday I had to go see my parents, and my dad is now retired, as of last Thursday.
0: Um, <gasps> Good for your dad! Yeah,
1: so that's super exciting. Um, <laughs> although, like, he was mad at my mom yesterday, because on, like, the fucking coldest day of the goddamn year, she had to go run a bunch of errands. And he was just like... Ugh. And your mom um, doesn't
0: drive, right? She
1: doesn't drive much, no. Uh. No. she Like, he didn't go with her. <laughs> she She did her own thing. But, um... He was just like, yeah, she just had to do this and had to do this and had to do this. And I was like, well, yeah, this is the life you chose. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Um, But today at the grocery store, being the first Tuesday of the month, is the 15% off day.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And so she was talking about how she was going to go to the grocery store. And I was like, mom, it's supposed to be like minus 36 in the morning. Just stay home. The groceries will be cheap some other day.
0: Well, stay home and save the fucking $10. Like. Yeah. And it's not just that, like, it's uncomfortable to be outside, but the road conditions get Mm -hmm. worse the colder it is. Yep. So just, like, don't put yourself at risk.
1: Although she did discover how to use the four-wheel drive on her Jeep. Um, Oh, no. So as far (laughs) as she's concerned, she's driving a tank. And I was like, oh, is that what's happening?
2: Okay. Um, I will admit,
1: I have four-wheel drive on mine, too. And, uh, on the Henday, it's fine super dry like the the road is like bone dry it's fine yeah
2: it's pretty
0: but as soon well as i was maintained. back
1: in the city i flipped it back on
0: uh-huh. and
1: like it makes uh, you can feel it in like the really slippery intersections it makes a huge difference
0: yeah the intersections are always the worst
1: yeah so long to answer your question briefly amanda don't ever go outside when it's cold <laughs> move to the tropics i don't know if that's an answer that works
0: well the tropics are pretty soon going to be underwater so
1: so maybe don't move to the tropics maybe move don't to like move victoria Victoria's Maybe also going to
0: be on underwater? <laughs> yeah,
1: probably. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it's so bleak. But the other thing that we didn't address, we talked about, like, how to actually stay warm. But, like, how do you stay sane when it's this cold? What do you do?
0: I think you have to get in the mindset of being cozy. You have to look outside and say, holy fuck outside is awful i am so happy and glad to be inside i'm gonna make a little hibernation den for myself and just revel in being warm so what is in
1: your hibernation den
0: oh you need good books you need have it in a place that is like If it's the living room, make sure you've got enough comfy pillows. Maybe bring your comforter from the bed down. That's Mm -hmm. a great idea. Um, Make sure that you have snacks and beverages nearby. You're probably going to need some sort of (laughs) lip jab or hand lotion. (laughs) Because even though you're not outside, guess what? Your hot air is dry as fuck inside anyway. Yep. Uh, And you just have a time. If it's with someone, that's great. If you're solo, even better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's you know what? I have on my couch, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven blankets. Mm hmm. And also a sleeping bag.
0: Oh, genius.
1: The sleeping bag is really great.
0: That's so genius. When will it, they ever make sleeping bags that aren't loud as fuck? I don't it's Nobody still that idea. Tm tm tm. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good though. It's pretty comfortable,
1: um, because you know when I need something a little bit warmer, the sleeping bag is there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I also have one of those like fleece, like the the fleece sleeping bags that zip up. And so because I've got like my little footrest that I sit on, sometimes the air gets underneath. So I have that there underneath. Gotta block blanket it. Blanket on yeah, top. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm just I'm I could stay here forever.
0: Oh for sure. And. What's really nice about that, too, is you're allowing yourself the freedom to be sedentary. Because... It's true. Because it's it's not good. It's not good out there. Don't go.
1: No, it's real bad.
0: Don't go, young son. Don't go. <laughs> I also think
1: that, like, you know, I think sometimes when it's when the weather's super shitty and, like, super cold, it's a good time to, like, get some stuff done. Mm-hmm. Clean out to, some shit. Do some I cooking. Cleaned out, I cleaned out my freezer the other day. Ugh,
0: hate that.
1: My freezer um, is it, just
0: a bottomless
2: hole.
1: <laughs> I don't have a deep freeze. I just have the freezer on top of the fridge. So I do have to, like, clear it out semi-regularly because I don't have a lot of space.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but it's so cleared out that, like, I can see all the way to the back on both the top and the bottom.
2: Whoa.
1: Um, and mostly what's in there is just meat. So, like, okay. For sure. But... <laughs> but... What's nice when it's really cold, here's the advantage, is that you can just put your garbage, like, in the garage, and it'll just freeze immediately.
0: Yes. It's not stinky.
1: Yeah, which is what I did with, like, and I also cleaned out the fridge, so there was some food garbage, and I just, like, put it in a garbage can out on the, my front step, and just let it freeze, and then took it and put it in the garbage, in the garbage hut. Yeah, later on.
0: Amazing. Brad. Yeah, so, but I think if
1: you're going to, like, be stuck at home and survive the cold weather, yeah, I think, like, warm beverages are a must. Mm-hmm. Coffee, tea, whatever. And, like, yeah, use the time to cook, make some soup, make some
0: chili. It's a great time for self care. It really is. Because I know that bad weather can be, it can make people anxious, right? Especially if they, like, have certain things that hinge upon going somewhere or doing something. And bad weather is a nice moment to just allow yourself some peace. Yep. Yeah.
1: And then at some point in time, for us anyway, like, you just have to get back to your life. Because, yeah. like, you know, school doesn't, doesn't close or, you know, work doesn't close. You have things you got to go do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And at some point in time, you're going to run out of snacks.
0: Oh, that's what skip the dishes for, Megan.
1: <laughs> but then you got to get up and enter the door, so really.
0: Well, you have to, you know, have the courtesy to thank whoever you just put into danger <laughs>
1: <True>. <laughs> to
0: bring you some sustenance
1: i was too really bad about when it's super cold out like ordering delivery or like going through the drive-thru because
0: mm-hmm. you're like fuck now i'm just making someone else's life harder
1: yeah like i'm just super lazy but also this sucks for you i'll get out and come come inside
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um
1: so we spent half an hour talking about the weather. Would you like to talk about something not the weather?
0: Oh my god, I would like nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks for listening. Um,
1: uh...
2: <laughs> oh god.
1: So did you
0: watch Outlander? I did. I'm all cut up. Season is over.
1: Okay, let's talk about
2: that.
0: Where do you want to start? Let I me, would like. Let's to... just do. Should we just? Sorry, you were going to say something, and then no. I... Go ahead. I was going to do broad strokes. What's your kind of review of the season? Um, I liked it.
1: Most of it. A couple of the episodes, I felt the, just, like, the storyline, and I get that as the books go on, and knowing what I know about the books, like, I can't be too upset about it, that the story becomes less about Claire and Jamie and more about...
0: Everyone else. Everyone
1: else. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, but, like, I still want to see more about Claire and Jamie. Yeah. And I felt like there was some, there was less of that than I wanted there to be.
0: And there, I agree. There's something this season that was anticlimactic about the whole show. Cause they're already together. Their relationship yes. is already established. But I think what Diana wanted to do when she wrote this book is to give them something new to discover because they couldn't discover themselves anymore. Right. And so she puts them into these new locations to challenge them and, and, you know, I don't know, fucking create rape fantasies. I don't know. But I agree that it was a tougher season because it was a slower season. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it went by in a blink. I can't believe the season's over
1: already. I know. Like,
0: what the fuck? I felt
1: like that with every season so far. Really? Well, yeah, just like, not in just some of them. Like the the first couple, it's like well, the first one especially, it's like, oh my god, it was so good. I can't believe it's over already.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then like the third season too, but the third season was so like tense because there was all like the those high high stakes.
0: Yeah, Whereas and this was, one the, the stakes
1: are a little bit lower.
0: They are lower, and even like we we started the season talking about how brutal the first episode was, mm-hmm. and there was as we knew like more brutal crimes to happen and they did of course they played out in the show as we expected them to but you're right it felt like the stakes were so low regardless of that like Claire loses her ring and I was just like it's just a fucking ring you know Uh like you have him Jamie is here Uh it was just like I had a problem with it believing what their perceived problems were. Okay, that's fair. But you continue. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Um no, that's uh Yeah, that,
1: that's a good uh, that's a that's a pretty good sort of a pretty good summary though cuz yeah, thinking about like the ring and obviously it was important, but yeah, like she it's the symbol. The ring, I mean, it made it would have made sense if she'd have flipped out like that if had she lost the ring like you know, in Boston in 1959, yeah. or whatever, because that's her tie to Jamie,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right, and you know, and whatnot, whereas, like,
0: it's the physical proof that he existed, yeah, and was real,
1: yeah, whereas, like, he is real,
0: you're with him,
1: yeah, but I think, I think one of the things I, I liked about this season, even with the stakes being a little bit lower, um, I wasn't convinced about Roger, like I quite like him in the books.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, but I wasn't convinced about him in the show.
0: What do you mean not convinced about him?
2: I just
1: when they, even when they first even when they first introduced him like whatever, you know, when Roger was first part of it. Um, I was just like, "Eh." Kind of how like, I feel about
0: It's kind of like how you felt with Young Ian?
1: Kind of a little bit and he Young Ian really grew on me.
0: Mhm. Oh, um, we're going to talk about Young Ian. Oh, keep
1: going. <laughs> yeah, we are, because there's lots to talk about. But no, I, I thought, like, I, I do like Roger quite a lot in the books, and I like his character, and I sort of like, like what he represents, but there are parts of his character that are, like, super annoying.
2: mm
1: mm-hmm. um, And I felt like in the show, occasionally, like, that played itself out, you know, more, it was, like, more overwrought than it needed to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas, like, but then, you know, in the in the finale, and I guess, like, spoilers or whatever, um, you know, that, like, that reunion.
2: Mm-hmm
1: between them was just, like... It was great. It was wonderful. You liked it? I did, because, like, and I had kind of forgotten that he didn't come back with Claire and Jamie Uh right off the hop, and then I was like, oh, yeah, right, oh, no, it'll take some time. Um, And then, you know, they had to obviously change some stuff to make it fit the narrative that they're telling, and that's fine, too. But I just, I felt that, like, you know, he finally, 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 finally figured out that, like, yeah, he fucked up. Uh Pretty hard.
0: Well, he that's the thing with Roger is that I find him such such a sanctimonious bastard sometimes Mm -hmm. because he he is so incapable of looking within himself Mm -hmm. and like you said essentially copping to the fact that he is fallible and was very insensitive and fucked it up for sure yeah. and obviously I don't know I'm a bit mixed about that because I don't know if he would have come to that conclusion had Breed not been raped yeah I think that's probably fair which does make me frustrated about the reliance on rape narratives in these books
1: yeah yeah I think, I think that's probably fair um, that you know that was maybe the impetus for him to like do that bit of soul searching and like Mm-hmm. Sort of come to that conclusion um, Because But I also think And I think that it's hard for us Now To like Look at What You know A character who was raised In like the 40s and 50s Mm-hmm Right, and that's the thing, like, we have to remember, like, the time frame is all... It's so work.
0: different,
1: yeah. Right, and, like, what Roger... And, and also, Roger wasn't living in, like, fucking Boston or London or, you know... Mm-hmm. He was living in wherever the fuck. Fucking in Scotland, ass. Right? In small town Scotland.
0: With a goddamn reverend. With a reverend,
1: <laughs> as a father, right? Like, you know, and so, so his upbringing is very different from, like, what we would have expected, you know, from someone... You know, even like an intellectual of his caliber or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that when he gets back into that into that time period, there are certain facets of his character that I think are almost best suited for the 18th century.
0: But then, if so, he would know not to leave a woman unaccompanied.
1: Well, I'm not saying all of his character. I'm just saying, like, parts of it, you know? Like, there are, right. there are certain aspects of him that I think are are best suited for that, for that time, time period.
0: Yeah. And he, I think you're right. I might not be giving him as much credit as he deserves. Cause he does develop those things over time.
1: Yes. And, and you have to remember too, like sure. He, he, you know, came back in time obviously to, to follow Bree or whatever, but like he's out of time too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, he gets taken away. Is pretty sure he's never going to see anyone that he knows ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't go back through the stones decides to stay but still isn't sure if he's going to find her again
0: yeah
1: or find clarence ja- or whatever right Is he going to be able to to get back to to that point and if he's not then he's given up everything he's ever known
2: for, for that this dream pursuit ultimately, right. right that doesn't work out mm-hmm.
1: and so like i think that you know i think we forget that about him sometimes is that he's at as much, sort of given up as much as as Claire ultimately did when she went back the second time.
0: But does he fucking have to pull on Brianna so much? Oh. Well, I mean, maybe he just doesn't (sighs)
1: want to let her go now. Just, you know. I'm I'm curious
0: how season four will go because, man, he's got to be in fucking ship shape, let me tell you. although as obviously spoilers we're kind of getting into the finale now i guess but i wasn't emotional about their um reunion i really really liked i was not a fan of the actress who played brie throughout but i think this season she fucking nailed it yeah i thought she was incredible in that last episode was wonderful for her performance.
1: Yeah.
0: And I had to give um, Roger some credit. Because when he comes back and they have their embrace and they're emotional, he asks to see his son. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know if it's his son. And I thought that was a huge thing for Roger to do. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I'm giving him that credit. Because that was well, very I think, powerful. I think
1: and if i remember correctly from the book that's why he takes the time
2: mm-hmm.
1: right cuz he has to decide if he wants cuz he knows like in the, the time that he's in if he goes back to her he has to understand that there's this child yeah that may or may not be his mm-hmm. that he has to treat as his own
0: mhm he has to cuz she will take nothing less
1: well she will take nothing less and and they will expect nothing less of yeah him, right um and so you know he has to sort of abide by that that social construct mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I yeah I thought their I thought their reunion was quite lovely. Um, but I also the one of the things one of the best moments of the season for me was the realization that Bree had when he hadn't come back with Jamie and Claire. I
2: know. And
1: the way that her face just like crumbled.
0: And it was so it was such like an emotional obviously let down for her but you could also see her be a little bit like resigned like you could see the side of claire and her that's just like well we have to we have to get on with things yeah life throws shit at you but i'm going to be strong and i'm gonna let myself cry for two days or whatever it was yeah and then you see her get back on her feet and I thought that yeah. that was really powerful, too.
1: Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought that was, that was well done. So, the thing, did we talk, I don't remember if we talked about this or not. I don't
0: know, was you it didn't say what it is.
1: <laughs> with Murtaugh? What about it? And Jocasta? That oh, was in the finale. Oh, God, yeah, it was. Okay, so, Riva watched the finale before <laughs> I watched it. Because uh-huh. she, like, watches it on whatever, she, like, torrents it at, like, 8 o'clock, and it doesn't air here till 11. Weaver. I know. Anyway. And so she she, she sent it to actually, she's like, oh my god. And so then once I watched it, I knew exactly what her oh my god was about. <laughs> because I will say this I did not, I mean, I didn't really expect it. I like that Murtaz in this season that they figured out a way to keep him. Because mm-hmm. um, I think it adds a different element. And I think because of the nature of the show where they like pair the characters down and whatever, like it's nice to have that one more sort of familiar face.
0: Yeah. 'Cause each season you get so many fucking new people thrown at you.
1: Yeah, so it's nice to have a little bit of continuity from before uh-huh. and whatnot. So it was just like it was so funny in that scene where they were like fighting, right? <laughs> and then he like it was just it was just hilarious to me. And then in my head I was like, Oh yeah, this is gonna get great and then when he like grabbed her arm, she grabbed his arm no, he grabbed her arm and she threw The drink in his face, and I was like, "Oh, they're definitely gonna fuck." Was like, "That's a hundred percent." I was like, "There's no way this could go any other way." Now
0: I could not believe it. That is not what I thought was gonna happen. Usually, I'm the person that's like, "You go, girl. You get your biz done. Take advantage." Oh, absolutely. Pleasure, pleasure for women. But I was just like, "What? "What?" Like, I thought the next scene was going to be, like, a classic Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with fucking, what's his name, tossing Murtaugh at the front door. (laughs) Like, could not believe it. Because I thought in the books, oh, what's her manservant's name? I can't remember. Is it, like, Ulysses? Ulysses, Ulysses, yeah. I thought they
1: were together. Maybe.
0: Which would definitely be more subversive.
1: Very much so, but it just, but it was just so funny that, like, when Reva texted, she was like, oh my god, this thing happened, I can't wait for you to watch it, essentially, and then when I saw it, I was like, this is 100% the thing that she wanted me to see, <laughs> <laughs> like, I just knew it.
0: Yeah, that was quite the turn, but I, I think that, um, I think that it makes sense, even though I'm not, like, wholly on board with it. Yeah. I agree that I'm glad they kept him in the show, and they've not only just kept him in the show to be, like, a familiar face, but they're creating drama around him, which I like. Yes. Because it's just not always, like, new villains, or, like, Jamie just doing something fucking stupid. Or yes. Claire doing something fucking stupid and no one talking to each other. Murtaugh's like actually a shit disturber. <laughs> well and then like
1: I think a very underrated moment in that episode was like is, is when when the red come to the estate.
0: Oh a hundred percent. And are
1: looking for Murtaugh, and then Murta and Jocasta have their like nice little tender moment and Claire's look um, the look on Claire's face is just like What the fuck did we <laughs> miss? Because of course, Marta has been at at River Run for like months.
0: Yeah, kind of on and off. Like he, well, he was yeah. in prison.
1: But but he's but he's been around for like quite some time, and so like it's just the look on 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 their Jamie and Claire share that look. But then like it cuts away, and Claire's still in the shot, and she's still just <laughs> like agog. and it's just incredible. Yeah,
0: that because there have been the
1: very few things that have got Claire. Like, it caught her speechless. For
0: sure. And for that to be <laughs> the thing is really funny. I don't know if she's, like, oh, God. It was really good. It was just really funny. But I lo- <laughs> love how Jocasta, who is so composed all the time. Yeah. Like, so careful about what she says and who she says it to, even though all she does is scheme all day long. Yeah, she's very, kind of like politically minded. In that moment, all of it just drops, and she just fucking reaches for Bertha and like blows the secret affair out of the water. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's great. Like the whole that whole scene is like a Renaissance painting. <laughs> like it's just, it's just absolutely unbelievable.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: I love. I use the word agog for Claire because that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Oh god.
1: I know, like you could turn that face into a meme. Like it's oh, hundred percent. Like she's the girl, she's the girl who's looking at the boyfriend, who's looking at the <laughs> other girl, right? But she's <laughs> like, looking
0: she's... at Murtaugh, who's looking at yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> But she's just got oh, that look on her face. God. Like, what the fuck did we miss while we were gone?
0: God, that's so good.
1: But yeah, She's it like, was we and we
0: went through hell and y'all were over here just boning down.
1: <laughs> As if she wouldn't have done the same thing. Like well, that's the <laughs> Yeah,
0: shame I mean, on she... you, Claire, for sex shaming these old people. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: god. But
1: and it was really it was just the whole thing. I thought the whole thing was just really funny because like it's not from the books, right? And you don't get that because Murtha's not there. Mm-hmm. And then it was just all of a sudden. When he grabbed her arm, I was like, oh, I know where this is leading. And then when she (laughs) threw the drink at him, I was like, yes. But I did not expect the cutaway to like the next morning.
0: Oh, no. I felt so uncomfortable.
2: Really? Yes.
0: I was just like, this is something we shouldn't be seeing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know (laughs) why I felt that way. Because it's not like I'm anti-sex in any show we've ever watched, ever. What?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I believe that we've talked before about how much we enjoy that Claire's down to fuck all the time. Except this season, apparently.
0: Well, they've had a few times, like, in the woods. But I think Claire has had a lot of reasons to be angry at Jamie. Yeah. So, and even Ian tries to make that smoother. Was that in this episode or the episode before? Or not yeah. Young Ian, sorry. Not Jamie. Um, when he kept being like, You know, Auntie Claire, you need to not be so hard on Jamie and he's like trying to do what he can and Claire's just like <laughs> Ian, <laughs> you need to keep out of our shit. <laughs>
1: okay. Listen, son. Yeah. Shut the fuck up.
0: But can we talk about Ian, please? We can talk about Ian. Oh, I knew it was coming. Yeah. And it was fucking beautiful. Uh Uh-huh. Oh my God. Remember how we were talking about how Ian was just like not living up to our expectations? I felt like he became a Fraser on that day. Like... Yeah. Oh, it was stunningly shot. It was so emotional I wasn't crying because I wasn't watching it at home. And so I felt a little discombobulated. Oh, I just sobbed. Oh, I'm sure you did. It, like, when he says goodbye to Jamie. Oh, God. What a brave and noble thing for him to do. And for him to see that as, like, a way for him to make amends. Not just to, like, Claire and Jamie. But he loves so much yeah and he he knew that this was the only way to make what he did to her right and i thought yeah oh, that was wonderful well and and he
1: i think he recognized too that like you know he's with he's with his family
2: mm-hmm.
1: right he's with his uncle jamie and who uh, up until you know whatever like he's (laughs) jamie's the only family that he would have known because everyone else was like you know presumed dead and or he had no idea they existed yeah um but he's with his family and i think he recognizes that he has sort of this opportunity like he's fascinated by all this other stuff that he sees he's fascinated by it and I think more than any of the rest of them, he sort of recognizes that he has that opportunity to, like, learn a little bit more.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. Um, and if he proves himself worthy, he won't get killed. Yeah. Which is why the episode title, like, Man of Worth, I think, works so well in so many ways. Because, like, Jamie sort of, you know, attempts to redeem himself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Roger comes back. hmm um, and then Murtaugh Ian, gets laid <laughs> Murtaugh gets laid I guess I guess it was worth <laughs> it I don't know um, and then and then Ian has this opportunity to like prove that he is you know everything that um, his mother would hope that he
0: was mm-hmm. and that Jamie would believe him to be and wants to be he says like you wish that I could be a man of worth that's when I was just like I was reclaped <laughs> let's say the
1: opening of that episode, with that, like, quick look cut in modern times,
0: oh. was just like, oh. Cutting. Okay. Just absolutely cutting. And I was like, okay, I knew that we were going to come back to the previous corpse from the future. Like, they laid a lot of seeds in the season to come yeah. back to that, and I knew that's where they were going. But I found it fascinating that that was the narrative Mm-hmm. that they chose to go with because the first episode we talked about was so overtly political. Yes. And this one was too. Just in a very different way. Yeah, just different different tones, different narrative ways of delivering that political stance. And I th- mm-hmm. I was fascinated by it.
1: But yeah, it was... Um... It was good. I, I enjoyed the episode. And I think, like, the change from the book where, like, you know, in, in the fourth book where they go to the gathering. hmm And that's where Roger and Brianna sort of, like, make amends mm-hmm. with one another. And then she, Brianna comes down, they come down the hillside or whatever, and she's like, you know, tell them that the, the Mackenzies are here.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and I'm glad that they didn't try and shoehorn that into this season.
0: Yeah, I think it's important that... Um... They... Based on how I feel about the books, I think it's important that they try to go different directions. Well, because
1: otherwise... Because the, the problem that I've... And this is the coming from, like, watching The Walking Dead.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Without knowing much about the comics and having read much of the comics, but, like, just knowing that what they're trying to do is serve sort of, the, you know, the fans of the comics as well as the fans of the, just the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um they run the same risk here with the books. And I read an article about, like, you know, all the things in this season of Outlander that, like, don't make sense. And I was like, well, yeah, fair enough. But, like, if you'd read the books, this would make sense. Yeah.
0: And, and it's and part obviously of a so- larger structural narrative that isn't always going to be able to squish all the pieces in.
1: Well, it's, I feel in that way, like, in that respect, it's sort of like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. When they were making the movies as she was finishing the books. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, she had to tell them, no, oh, actually, you should probably not do that thing. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you why, but, like, don't. You know, and I think that this is so, sort of the same, some of the stuff that, that feels like it doesn't make sense or feels a little bit disjointed, I feel like will come out to play, like, in maybe season 5 Mm-hmm. And then it'll kind of all fit. Um. So, so, like, I'm also I, super impressed with, like, Ian's language learning.
0: I know. And he's just, like, it's... It's enough of a jump for him to be, like, something brave and something he's doing as self-sacrificing. But it's also something that totally will allow him to thrive. Yeah. And for him to acknowledge that was brilliant. And know that about himself. To see if anyone can fit into this society and continue to live, it's me.
1: Well, and the other thing I think is really interesting about Ian is that, like, since he, you know, reconnected with his uncle and, you know, met his Auntie Claire and and meets Brianna and stuff, like, he has grown up Mm -hmm. to be an actual, like, human being,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? Not just, like, some weird little teenage boy.
0: Yeah, he was a very immature last season, that's for sure.
1: And so taking, you know, taking all of these decisions that he's made and, and the fact that he chooses to give himself up so that Roger can at least have the opportunity mm-hmm. to go home to Brianna is, like, you know, an astounding, astounding move.
0: Mm-hmm. Were you... I was so annoyed when Jamie offered himself.
1: Well, I know, but what else is... Of course he did.
0: <sighs> I know. I was just like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, Jamie, whatever you say.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just, like, and, like, read the books. I know that I knew from the start that young Ian is going to be the one who ends up with the mohawk. Yep. And we were waiting for it to happen because, like, it's such a noble moment for him. But for Jamie to, like, <laughs> uh, just try to take that, not take that from him, but it I think it made Ian's decision... It kind of took the wind out of its sails a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because young Ian was forced to go and kind of do it on the sly, whereas I mm-hmm. wish he would have had the chance to say, like, no, I'll do it, and, like, stand up. And yeah. Like say it with conviction and pride and bravery. Yeah. But... I guess that's more
1: of a Jamie thing than it is a
0: Young Ian thing. Well, I think
1: so too. Yeah, and I mean, like we meet Young Ian again; he doesn't disappear forever, so yeah. Thank God, right. we'll, we'll see him again. He's wonderful. Like, cause yeah, at the beginning I did not; I was not a fan, but now, now he's he's just fun.
0: They've developed him so well.
1: But it was funny too when I noticed, like when they got to, uh... um, you know, when you have like Tom Jackson as like the chief, mm-hmm. right? And part of me was just like. Is there nobody else?
0: You didn't like it?
1: No, I love Tom Jackson. Don't get me wrong, but part of part of it in my head was just like, you know, the fact that here there was this huge casting call and they were like casting people from like the prairies here,
2: yeah,
1: and whatnot. And then I was like, oh, and Tom Jackson is the person
0: that they chose.
1: You know, and I was well, I'm like, sure oh. all
0: those casting calls were for all those extras. Interesting. In the well, they were, though. but but I was just, but you know, it was just like are hoping things, for right? more of a. Kind of unfound talent. Maybe. Spring. Maybe. I think it was fine.
1: Oh, I think it was too, but it was just, it was still sort of like, I kind of half expected like at some point to see Adam Beach show up. Yeah. Like, you know, like you have like sort of that usual suspect. I wish he would have been
0: the one at the start, the like young warrior who constantly got into conflict with them. He would have been great. That would have been great. Yeah. For that. But Again, I think with this show, what you don't want to do is have faces that are so familiar that they pull you out Uh of the storytelling. Because the show is so submersive. You have to buy everything in order to Uh get invested. And the previous episode... When fucking Billy Boyd, aka Peregrine 2, is one of the people interested in marrying Brianna, I nearly lost my shit.
1: I know, and I was just hoping for, like, you know, uh, Mary and also Samwise to show up. Because that was my first thought, and I was like, oh, Frodo, where's Frodo? Which is unfortunate for Billy Boyd that that's like the association. He was
0: perfect. Like, he played it perfect. He's such a good actor. But it just, it threw me, right? Yeah. Because I didn't yeah. know it was coming. Yeah. And I was just like, ugh, oh, you fool of a toque.
1: Yeah, it was very, um, it, that, yeah, that took me out. Can we talk for a second about Lord John?
2: sure
1: (laughs) and just about how but no because we've discovered recently (laughs) that the actor who plays lord john is infinitely more attractive than lord john
0: it's the fucking long hair it is the long hair it's terrible it's so bad and it's like it's amazing how much a good haircut really changes a person Oh, I know. Like, truly astonishing. Because in his case, in his, like, normal real life hair, who, oh, boy, talk about I folks. know. He,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Oh, it's and just, like, alarming the difference. And it's, like, real disappointing. <laughs> well, I don't think you're supposed to, like, fawn over Lord John.
1: No, I don't think you are either, but it's just really funny that, like, he's you supposed have this... to be, like, a
0: pitiable figure.
1: This person who, you know I mean, like, Lord John himself is not Unattractive, obviously, right? But, like To see what the actor Looks like without the wig, you're like, oh Wait a second. Alright Yeah But,
0: like, that's how I feel with Sam Hewen and his long hair, though Yeah I can't wait for that, like, fever epidemic When they will have to, like, fucking cut their hairs to To slow all the fevers From burning their heads alive I'm also really
1: impressed whenever, like, a sighted actor plays a blind person.
0: Oh, Mary Um, Kennedy. Like, watching Maria
1: Doyle Kennedy, like, not look at anything. So good. But still have those, like, those wistful expressions and, you know, the stern looks on her face without,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, actually making eye contact.
0: I thought that, like, when she really blew me away was with that scene when she wakes up in bed with Murtaugh. I thought she played that wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Because he's talking to her, she's moving about, and then she undresses and makes her way back to the bed, and it looked so effortless. Mm-hmm. I thought she crushed it.
1: Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, there was also, if I remember right, the first scene, like, when Merton and her are eating dinner together, mm-hmm. or lunch, or whatever meal... I don't remember what it was that he was saying, but I know Ulysses was like standing there in the background with his hands like crossed, and then as obviously as that, their like their voices raised, he like he's at the ready mm-hmm. to just sort of step in as needed.
0: Yeah, so subtle.
1: Um, so, but attentive. I thought that was just yeah. I just thought that was really well done
0: because it's such a it's such a small detail to include, but so important because that's how it would have been exactly like he's he's literally her right hand man like she guides (laughs) him to and from and throughout her day gives he's a voice in her ear all the time so of course he would be watchful god they really killed it with this season didn't they
1: they really it just kind of keeps getting better Mm -hmm. and i'm I'm excited to see what happens in five and like kind of how far they're going to take this
0: I think because I, they greenlit 4, 5, and 6, right? 5 for sure
1: and I think 6 as well.
0: But that season's not necessarily books. Did the, yeah. Did book 4 end with um, Ian um, offering himself in the trade? I think so. Oh, I thought it happened earlier in the book, which is why I was like because I thought the whole regulator nonsense was solved in this book.
1: Um. I don't know I can look it up I think well cause I'm no I think so because didn't he cause he still offered himself in exchange for Roger yeah yeah but Roger like no I think it, I think it was about then mm. um
2: cause, cause it, f- I think it, it felt
0: very unfinished this season like sure Roger's back but that wasn't the story of the season.
1: No. No. No, I agree. But it was still like, I don't know, it was still good. Maybe it was earlier.
0: I fucking knew it was earlier. You know what?
1: It was, because, okay, so I'm in like chapter 50 in the book, which is about 80% of the way through.
0: Oh, God damn it, Diana.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, just. Just listen to that sentence for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it opens here. By late November, the days as well as the nights were cold, and the rain clouds began to hang lower on the slopes above us. The weather, unfortunately, had no dampening effect on people's tempers. Everyone was increasingly edgy, and for obvious reason. There was still no word of Roger Wakefield. Right. And so, however long they had been back.
0: And then there's, what, fucking 30 chapters left? Um, well, let's find out.
1: It's a good question.
0: That's why I thought they solved the regulator biz in this book. Uh,
1: 60... Chapter 64 is 95% of the way through.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so they they switched some events around, too, I think, which is fine. And I think the regulator drama carrying on into the next one is probably okay. Mm -hmm. And I think... Especially... Now that you have Murtaugh.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Like, the only reason to drag that out is to make Murtaugh's storyline better, mm-hmm. really. Like, to have him <clears throat> with the family and getting to know Bree and all of those things I thought was important, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I don't appreciate it. It just felt like... The season felt so slow, but it went by so fast. Like, it's it's a bizarre... It's a bizarre narrative contradiction I'm feeling.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and looking now, now that I'm looking through and sort of thumbing through this stuff, um, didn't Claire help Brie when she was giving birth? I thought so.
0: Yeah, she totally does. I thought so. So, yeah, yeah they she had did. to. I thought the Brie giving birth scene was actually quite beautiful, too.
1: I thought it was really good, yeah. But yeah, in the book, yeah, Claire helps her, and Jamie's there as well, and of course Roger's not.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then... I figured.
1: Roger comes back. Um, when does Roger comes back? I can't remember. He comes back right near the end.
0: So they have a significant amount of time, and that's when all the regulator drama is, I think. I think so. God, there's so
1: much shit in these fucking books. God damn it. <laughs> like, can you imagine if a kid wrote something like this? You'd be like, okay, let's X out approximately 60% of this. No one needs to read a thousand pages.
0: For sure. At least. I'd be like, oh, we need to revise this in, in all of it. <laughs> in all of it. You need to revise all of it.
1: Yeah. <sighs> but it's all good. And then, of course, next... Yeah, because yeah, then they go to the Gathering. So, like, I wonder if that's going to be a thing that's going to happen next time around.
0: I think so. I think what they're going to have to do is play around with time a little bit next season. Because mm-hmm. they're going to have to jump ahead a little bit to make it more realistic for Jamie to have recruited more settlers. Yes. Because that's the only reason that the Gathering makes sense. Right.
1: Because otherwise, yeah, what's the point?
0: Because there'd be, like, I don't know, six of them?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not enough. Um, Did you happen to watch I Am The Night? No. Let's, like, shift. I haven't. So I just rem- remembered that the second episode uh, recorded last night, so I'll have to watch that.
0: I'll have to see if it's on the list of channels that I get cuz i'm not sure it is but i'd love for that to be something that we watch and talk about
1: i do have bravo so like you can log in and watch the thing of mine Fuck um yeah. i'll just i'll just <laughs> say two things i'm not gonna i don't want to spoil it um it's going to be fucking great
2: okay. the first
1: episode oh i thought you were going to
0: say like it's going to be rough for you which meant like all rape narratives
1: no th- the first episode was so 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 good okay. and it's it starts off with, like, two separate storylines that will eventually converge, and it makes sense how they're going to converge. Um, and Chris Pine is just, like, he's Phenomenal. perfect.
0: Phenomenal? Oh, of course he's he is. He's perfectly cast. Of course he is.
1: As this, like, bumbling photographer who's, like, just trying to sell, you know, more pictures, ultimately. And then stumbles onto something a little bit bigger than that.
0: So is it kind of, like, Nightcrawler-esque? Um... Not in, like, the obsessive, manic, self-destructive way that that character was played, but does it have that sort of noir, almost, vibe to it? It does
1: definitely have the noir vibe to it, yes. But not that same sort of manic... Right. He has a feeling about the Black Dahlia murders.
0: Ooh, I just listened to a podcast about that.
1: Yeah, so that's what it is. He has a feeling about the Black Dahlia.
0: Is it during the current... Events of the Black Dahlia? Like no,
1: it's afterwards. It's
0: afterwards. Okay.
1: Yeah. So he has a feeling about it, okay. and and that's about it. And it sets up because you know eventually, like knowing what it's going to be about, the with the girl who's in it, she keeps seeing this man like following her, and she can't figure out why. And you at first just the way that it's you're like, oh, it's him, but it's not. And a real then man or a fake of, man? No, a real person. Okay. But she like just keeps seeing this like this 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 man like you know in the, in a car when she's like walking home from school and all this kind of stuff, and so you think it's it's Chris Pine's character and it's not, mm-hmm. and you find out near that nearish to the end of the episode like why who it is and sort of why. Um, but it's only six episodes long, right? So it's like it's super short.
0: Ooh, it's a super mini mini series, hey?
1: Yeah, and so I'm like, I'm super excited to watch the next one. Okay, it was, sure. the last episode was really good. I'll have to. And it was filmed it. beautifully.
0: Of course, well, it's Patty, like of course it
1: was. Yeah. It was filmed beautifully. I loved it.
0: Um, so it's recorded already on your account. Yeah. Can I access that from your online? I don't know. I it might be
1: I'm on like Bravo on demand or something, though, right?
0: Oh, I think in your, like, I can go in your, like, recently watched or something like that. Yeah, maybe. You should be able to find it. Hacking the planet.
1: Um. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's it was super good, and I was like, yes, this is so great.
0: Oh, okay. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. And
1: I'm looking, I like the idea of these, like, limited series, and I wish there were more of them.
0: For sure. Well, what was that one that I watched recently that was so fucking good? Shit. I watched so much lately, it's all blending together. Fuck. If I remember, I'll talk about it. You watch The Last Kingdom? Are you done season three? No, I'm not done season three. So much okay. shit happens in season three. It's just like... Yeah. What? what I've learned from that show is a great show. If you haven't watched it, you really should. I'm sorry that I took so long to ignore you and finally watch this show. But... um. I'm the thing that I've learned from it, though, is if you're married to Uhtred, you're going to have a bad time. Pretty much, yeah. Like, every woman he's with is cursed <laughs> to a, a bad life, a gruesome death, a something. Just misery Just, of, of some Yeah, kind. some sort of misery. And the longest yeah. one... Um, I was actually quite heartbroken that she died, but they spent like zero time on it and that fucking sucked for that character. Mhm. But um I in season 3 spoilers for season 3, it's not going to make sense if you haven't seen the show, so it doesn't fucking matter. Um is he's with Ragnar? Yeah. And Father Boeke is there. And... Can't remember. I think that's just where I stopped, though. I really like... Um, what they did with... the wife of the King of Mercia. hmm uh-huh. Ethelblad, I think, is her name? Ethelblad. Fled? Bled? Yeah. But then there's Ethelred, which is the... Yeah. Those names are too similar. Um, and how she fell in love with Eric last season. Oh, I know. Oh, that was heartbreaking. It
1: really was.
0: And I thought that that was... Oh, I wish they would have pushed that further. And thank God Uhtred was there to at least help him do something. But how... Oh, Alfred makes me so fucking crazy. Every success he has had is because of Uhtred, and all he mm. does... <laughs> Is look at him with suspicion, and it is exhausting. Mm-hmm. I mean, how is he to not fair, your trust yet? It's been decades be fair, almost.
1: Alfred is basically not wrong about not trusting him. <laughs> like in so many ways, right?
0: No, but it. I don't think he's necessarily like. I don't think it's a secret that Uhtred is very clear that one day he wants to go. And take back his claim as Lord of Bebenberg, right? Like, obviously... But he just wants to go home. He just wants to go home. So if you can't have him be a trusted general, what is the point in keeping him? Give him what he wants, and then he won't be a liability to you. And in Mm -hmm. fact, he would continue to be loyal to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... (laughs) And his wife. Oh, his wife.
1: God, she's the worst. She, I I, I I I don't remember ever seeing her in anything before, and so I like looked her up, um. And like she looks so plain on the show,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And which I think is really interesting, like just just the way that, um, the way that they've they've done her up. Like she's just so plain, so dowdy. Yes, but she's so fucking conniving Uh that I think you almost don't expect
0: that, right? She's also so, she's like a shrew of a woman. Like, she's so, Uh she's so shrill at times. She's like uncompromising. She's, (sighs) oh my God, I hate her so much. Uh
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan of her either. Um, I'm a super fan of, like, all of these, um, like, Scandinavian actors, though.
0: Oh, 100%.
1: And I didn't... Like, they've all been so, so well cast. They
0: have. And there's something fascinating about how they don't really develop the, um, the Danes very much, because obviously for, you know, the majority... the first two seasons they serve to be the enemy, uh-huh. but then you get that goddamn few episodes with Eric. I was just like,
2: Oh,
0: this is what yeah. makes this yeah. so difficult, and what I was yelling about last time because it's impossible to figure out what Utrid's associations really are <laughs> and what he even wants for himself seems like he just floats from day to day.
1: Well, I think... Yeah, like, I think what he wants is to go home. hmm But I think he understands that he can't just, like, go home. Like, that's the whole... That's the whole problem, is, like, he, he can't just...
0: Isn't that a song? Like, who says you can't go home? Is it, like, a country that song? It,
1: it is absolutely a uh Bon Jovi song. Oh, ugh! I'm sorry, everyone, wipe it from your memories. Um, but yeah, like it's he—he he wants to go home. Like that's all he wants is to go home. Mm-hmm. And I think that what ends up happening then is, um, you know, he tries to game the system and figure out the easiest, quickest way for him to go home. Mm-hmm. And he keeps getting caught up in all this shit. Plus, he's really good at killing people.
0: He is, and for him and, to and prove over and over, hundreds. yeah, for sure, for him to prove over and over that like he's the best at that, mm-hmm. and like you know, take out people who are enemies for him while also serving Alfred is a good coincidence. But that just makes me so crazy because it's like Alfred, listen to his fucking military advice.
1: But mm-hmm. uh, else? Well, I know. Go ahead. And, and the thing about Alfred that's really troublesome is, like, it's really... I mean, we forget that, like, back then, the king wouldn't have traveled anywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He just takes all of his information from his advisors or whatever. And so, like, you know, Alfred just listens to the information that he's given and then tries to make decisions based off of that. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's infuriating because, like, we see, as the audience, you see, like, that broader world... Yeah. And see like what the real threats are and who the real dangers are, but Alfred's just going based on like his intel.
0: Yeah, right? and that's frustrating. I think you put like the nail on it because we get to see him having like whispers from different lords and fucking Audit the Younger finally fucking died and he can rot in hell. Um uh-huh. but to experience the show through Uhtred and see him out there and know that, yes, we actually saw his spy go into the camp, and this is what they saw. And to have our uh, fucking Alfred waffle on it, it's just like,
1: uh, mm. ugh! <laughs> God. Yeah, he's infuriating.
0: Oh yeah, I just remember what I just saw. So, I just saw that um, he, Alfred tried to get Utred to swear an oath to Edward to serve him and Uhtred was like yeah hard pass that's gonna be the rest of my life I was hoping I would be free sometime and then he went up to Ragnar and um blood just came to collect witchy woman uh-huh. that's where I am okay gotcha
1: um I think I think too like Again, th- there's stuff in the books that I think helps to explain some of that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And sort of where, you know, but you have to pull out some of those things and you, then you also kind of, then it gives you a reason to like dislike some of the characters as well.
0: Yes, for sure. Which is important. Right, and I mean,
1: I didn't dislike Alfred nearly as much as in the, in the books as I do in the show.
0: Oh, really?
1: And I think, I mean, I disliked him, but I didn't dislike him as much.
2: Hmm.
1: Interesting. Um... But yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see what comes next because like it's I love it I love that they've made this show and I love that they've done such a good job adapting the books and
0: oh and it's fucking gorgeous yeah like the the whole setting when they uh, escaped Wessex and were in the marshes like those few episodes from season two were so beautiful and like so pastoral and calm and emotional and I actually like felt sympathy for Alfred for what his son was going through and I was just like it felt like such a turn for the series it was so refreshing because it's usually like dark and dank and wet (laughs) and Uh bloody (laughs) so it was like sunshine and water (laughs) and green it was lovely
1: um, yeah, and it, it's interesting, too, like, because, again, character-wise or whatever, they've done, like, because they, they have made a beautiful show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it's absolutely gorgeous. And then what they've done character-wise is they've taken, you know, some of the minor characters and, and combined them and, you know, given, because you just, it, there's just too much mm-hmm. of course. in the books to do. Um, but what I really like is they've, it kind of the same that they've done in Outlander, is sort of taken those, like, key characters and and kept them going on and on and on. Yeah, I like that. Right, where and the importance of particular characters into particular storylines and you know, maybe like in the show in the book they weren't maybe as important, but here's some heightened involvement here and, and whatnot and it kind of like allows for some of that fluidity. Right. And then to have it filmed against this backdrop that's just like Yeah. Even when it's bleak, it's beautiful. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You know, t- and, like the production value on this stuff is on this is super high. Uh-huh. And I'm super impressed by it, all the time.
0: And I want you to know that, like, seasons one and two, I I didn't understand why you're so into Uhtred. And then season three happened, and that new fucking haircut. Mm. <laughs> and I, like, I, he looks like a grungy lesbian, but I'm into it. <laughs>
1: well, I think... the the thing (laughs) I was first captured ultimately when they did that like in season one episode one that like passage of time when he's in the water of
0: course well you saw his buttons and you got excited
1: (laughs) more or less but I was just like holy but I really like that clever passage of time Yeah. and I was just like oh this this dude's kind of hot and then I was like oh this dude's super hot Mm -hmm. and now here we are also DTF all the time. Like so much. Him and Claire should like somehow be in the same timeline.
0: No, Claire would have no fucking patience for his shit.
1: Oh, absolutely not.
0: <laughs> like, he's everything that Jamie is times a thousand in the worst way.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, like just impetuous and brash. And, and just and does every you know
0: selfish and stupid. <laughs> And everyone around him dies. <laughs>
1: like it's, true. it's really true. <laughs>
0: it's brutal. Well, all the women do this for fucking shirt. Yep. I think I yep. think I was counting it's like five women. Yep. That he's loved. Or like fucked, I guess. I don't know if he's loved all of them, but just especially season one, it was like he floated from woman to woman to woman. And I was like, Dude, what's your deal?
1: Of all of the women that are in his life, I think, and I will probably think this for a long time, that Hild is the one who's most important to him. Oh,
0: I fucking love Hild. With her and long that hair, scene, she is gorgeous. That scene
1: in season two, I think, when she, like, sort of is half-tending to his wounds and they're just, like, sitting there
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the field, mm-hmm. is just absolutely gorgeous.
0: It, well, I even thought that when he comes home and he has she has to give him the news of his wife's death Mm -hmm. like I thought that was gorgeously done because he would not have wanted to hear it from anyone except her and she handled it with such grace and care and love for him Mm -hmm. it's like she's so devoted to him and I love that it's asexual it really, I know it is. It's it's lovely, mm-hmm. and he wants it to and be I mean, sexual, I think, of course, because he's DTF. <laughs> yeah, but
1: I and I I think that I think too. I I thought this, and I think in the show they've highlighted it really well. Like I think, given the right circumstances, he would probably agree to marry her.
0: For sure, but what I would love to see is Hilda's the lady. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa! Your okay. reaction was <laughs> no.
1: no. I know. I was trying to like, for, but I was like, I feel like you know, there comes a point where like, you know, they're not, I, they're, they're not going to throw that in. No, they're
0: not. I know. It's just for like the
1: sort of my, you know,
2: yeah.
1: But like, no, I just, I really, I really do love that that friendship that they have, mm-hmm. because like, I think that you know, over time, you see that like. Uchard as selfish and impetuous and immature as he is in a lot of things that he does that there are people in his life who he cares very deeply for mm-hmm. and she is one of them yeah absolutely and and father Bianca is another one
0: even though sometimes I'm just like oh my god dude leave god at the door and think about people's human beings for one fucking second
1: but I just think that it's really fascinating that two of the people that he loves most in the world, like, believe in this thing that he despises with his whole being.
0: You know what? That's a good fucking point. And he thinks this is absolute bullshit. Wow.
1: Yeah, like he's just he's like, Your God is nothing. And he's like, But I shit on You your are a God. great person.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: But I love <laughs> I you. Shit on with
1: your my God heart. and not on you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true
1: yeah i just I always found that really interesting, and I think the show has done a really good job of highlighting just how important they are to him
0: yeah absolutely.
1: almost more so absolutely than the books have
0: that's yeah, that's a good point. I feel like yeah. we should start to wrap it up though because I know Chris is anxious to get into the bedroom here
1: <laughs> I have a couple questions, not very many because okay. you know um I asked out on the Twitter machine if anyone had any questions, and we got like not many. Yes. One of them was, how do we learn to recenter ourselves emotionally after the last decades in Edmonton? I don't know, we eat at Arby's. Um, I just <sighs> I feel like. Team. I mean, I, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> or just, you know, watch hockey for the sake of watching hockey. Uh, Sid wants to know, why does the air hurt her face? Oh, my God. Uh, because you live in a frozen hellscape, and.
0: Sorry? Sid, I know. It's terrible. Just make your cozy um, hibernation nest. We'll get through it.
1: Drew wants to know: Are you still amused that Austin Matthews' nickname is the Big Cactus? And I will say that I was today years old when I found out about that. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> today but like, years I th-
0: old. That's so fucking classic.
1: <laughs> but um, but now that I know that, I think it's amazing. I so love it. I'm just yeah, I think it's wonderful. Um, How have I not I was- seen
0: like more internet pictorial memes about this?
1: I don't know. But yeah, how is Austin Matthews not just a giant cactus all the time?
0: It's very good.
1: Um, and I got a couple questions from Aaron and Riva.
0: Ooh, Aaron's thrown herself. They're mostly into about the wintertime. Oh, okay. But
1: anyway, hang on. Nope, that was just that's the wrong text. Okay, this one.
0: <laughs> that's your Chocosta and Marta this fan I'm fiction. <laughs> do, 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 do. Okay,
1: um, okay. <laughs> Riva's, Riva's question is If you throw a pot of boiling water up in the air in the winter What the fuck do you expect to happen? Because there's a video of the dude in like I don't know somewhere in the midwest Where he like throws the pot of the scalding hot water Straight up in the air and it lands on his face And I'm like yeah of course it's going to land on your face If you don't fling the water out to make it freeze Oh my God. Um, But Aaron has two really good cold weather questions
2: okay.
1: Is it better to be somewhere where it's minus 35 or to be somewhere you might find a snake in your toilet. Oh,
0: Aaron. Aaron, 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 Aaron. You beautiful creature, Aaron. I agree. I think it's better to be cold and to have seasons than it is to be somewhere where a lot more things are going to kill you.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Like, say what you want about a lot of places, but, like, we don't have deadly snakes and deadly bugs and frogs, spiders. Um, her other question, which I think is really funny and probably a good place uh, to end end off today, is: If it's minus thirty-five out and you find some lip balm on the ground, are all the germs frozen and dead?
0: Oh God, this is what we need the husband for. This is what all the years of toil and sacrifice. Have <laughs> <before>. <laughs>
1: To answer this one Uh, particular question.
0: God, if only he was within shouting distance. Um... I don't know. I don't know how bacteria responds to coal. Oh, Chris! Chris! I think he's upstairs. (laughs) Chris! God damn it, he's not. Um... I just well, sometimes like there's good, lip chaps in my own house, and I'm like, I don't know if that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest taking it or using it, because I've heard yeah, Mono's a that. son of a bitch. It's true. It's not. It's not good. And herpes
2: is a good for question.
1: Life. It's a good question,
2: though. Mm-hmm.
1: Like if it's that cold. If it's that cold, are those germs frozen and dead?
0: God, I feel like he's so close by, but I can't leave my hibernation station.
1: It's okay. I'm sorry. We don't need... The science doesn't need to help us out. Um, that's all I have. I don't have any more questions. Nope, none. I think I caught them all. Mike didn't send me any, so...
0: It's okay. It's midweek.
1: And also, it was like 4 o'clock when I tweeted it out, so... (laughs) Um. I feel like that was my fault. But anyway, um, thanks for listening. That was a lot of rambling for about a lot of TV, um, which is fine. Um,
0: we didn't get to some very important stuff, but I'm happy that we're giving it another week because I may cry again.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> you, I think you need to, like, rehearse your speech before you talk about I it. I do. I need so, to write or, some Yeah, like, ha- down. I was going to say, make some talking points so that you can get through it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so you can uh, find me on the internet if you want to, at Mig14. You can find Kelsey at GarbageFirePod on Twitter. We have a website, Mm GarbageFirePodcast.com. Yes,
0: thank you, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, We have an Instagram at GarbageFirePodcast, which has not been updated in a coon's age. Nope. Well... it was updated, like, a week and a half ago for your birthday. Oh, that's right. My Yesi yeah, picture. Yeah, was that,
1: that great picture. I was like, oh, God, I hope she doesn't hate this. No, I fucking love it. <laughs>
0: it's my fave. For that beautiful creature. Who could hate that face?
1: <laughs> um, and then uh, you can also send us an email if you want to go to our podcast at gmail.com. Correct. Uh, and you can... Hear all of our things on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play. That's it. I think that's all we got. Mm-hmm. It's it sort of feels like this like midweek recording is gonna be our thing now.
0: Yeah, kind of feels. like think it's way. a little bit
1: easier. It is. And then there's less weekend pressure and that sort of thing. So, I don't know. We might just record midweek and then still post on Sundays. We'll figure it out. I don't know. We will. We'll
0: like, there's things. ever been a real scheduled to this shit anyway so that's true
2: that's very very true
1: um anyway that's all we have and so thank you so much for listening stay warm out there you gorgeous people and join us at the garbage <laughs> hut for lunch <laughs> garbage
0: hut. Fuck yes. oh my the dump.
1: fun fact last week outside the garbage hut at my place there was a dumpster just saying
0: <sighs> god it's fucking gonna happen the garbage can't fucking wait okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) anyway thanks so much for
0: listening we'll see you in the duckster